You got it? Good. And I want you to look as you look to 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, what the Bible says. Turn your announcements over. We'll go over those in a minute. And put at the title, God loves me. But do I love God? And put question mark. It's too late for Bibles. Too late. Too late for Bibles and pens. They need to get that on their way in. Nancy also buy uh, pens. If you guys want to take notes so you don't just look at me just like whatever, you know, grab Bibles and pens back there. They'll always be back there. They have been back there for about two and a half years. When you're ready to grow up and take notes, you'll get there. Look at 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. It says, How great is the love that God has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The world does not know us because it did not know Him. Now I want you to think about that. Today, do you really love God? Right here, the first part is God loves you. As we were singing this beautiful song, God loves us. God loves us. The Bible says how great the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. I want you to think about how today you're called a child of God if you've been born again. If you haven't been born again, the Bible says you are a child of the devil. Hold your place there in 1 John and now go to John chapter 8. You might think that everybody's a child of God. Everybody is not a child of God. If you are not born again, you are a child of the devil. Your friends are children of the devil. Your parents could be children of the devil. My parents, your aunt, your uncle, it doesn't matter. Turn to John chapter 8. Go on down a little bit, brother. Keep on going down past 31. And look at what it says in John chapter 8. Go further. Verse 42. You say, well, I don't think that's true. God would never call me a child of the devil. Well, you need to read the Bible. He certainly did call you a child of the devil. Jesus said in chapter 8 of, verse, uh, of, of John chapter 8, verse 42, He said, Jesus said to them, If God were your Father, you would love Me. So some people say, Well, God is my Father. I am a child of God. Jesus was talking to these Jews here, and they were saying, Well, I'm a child of God. I do okay. I'm living for the Lord. And Jesus was saying, Hey, if God were your Father, you would love Me. And you're going to learn what it means to love God. Today's message is God loves you, but do you love God? And if you love God, and I'm going to skip ahead right now, you'll keep His commands. So if today you are not keeping God's commands, you do not love God. You can say you love Him with your words. I can say I love my wife and still have an affair. Many men do. Come on. You can still say I love my best friend and still cheat on her, lie to her, you know. Gossip. Your words mean nothing. God knows your words mean nothing. He said to these Jews, He says, If God were your Father, you would love Me. For I came from God and now and here. I have not come on My own, but He sent Me. Why is My language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desire. 
He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks lies, his native tongues, for, tongue, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I speak the truth, you do not believe me. So there's children of God and there's children of the devil. Now the good part is, is that God even loves you if you're a child of the devil. That's a good part, isn't it? Amen? That means you can be changed. You can be saved. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to Romans. Turn with me in your Bibles to Romans where it talks about how you can become a child of God. Turn with me to Romans chapter 8. Look at Romans chapter 8. And it talks about how you know whether or not you are a child of God. Let's go to um, verse 22. Romans chapter 8 verse 22 says, We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up into the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves... Who have, the first spirit, uh, who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this, we, in this hope we are saved. But hope that is not seen is no hope at all. Hope is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? But what we hope for we do not have. We wait patiently. Here's the bottom line. It says, not only so, but we ourselves, we have the first fruits of the Spirit, grown inwardly as we eagerly wait our adoption as sons. How do you know right now whether or not you are going to be adopted as a son or daughter into God's heavenly kingdom? You'll know whether or not you have the Spirit of God inside of you. Turn to John chapter 3, verse 3. John chapter 3, verse 3 tells you how to get the Spirit inside of you. And then we'll review these points so that there can be uh, no misunderstanding. Everybody will be clear. John chapter 3, verse 3. Everybody say, be born again. Jesus, talking to Nicodemus, said, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is what? Born again. Romans says you have to be adopted. How are you adopted? By the Spirit. Starting from the very beginning. 1 John chapter 3 says, Oh, the love that God has for us, that He has lavished it on us, that we would be called His sons and His daughters, that we would be called the children of God. Well, who is called the child of God? The one that's been born again. The one that's still telling lies. The one that's still living in sexual sin. The one that is still drinking and smoking. The one that is still posting up nasty stuff on their MySpace. The one that's still listening to bad music, watching rated R movies, going out and doing things you shouldn't. Those people act just like their father, the devil. And you, some of you are here, children of the devil. You're on your way to hell with the devil. That's the bad news. The good news is Jesus loves the world. Go down to John 3.16. Come on, somebody say Jesus loves the world. That means He even loves sinners, children of the devil. That's what I was. That's what many of you were. Some of you still are. It says, For God so loved the world, He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. 
That's the bottom line. God loves you, 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 all of us, the world, children of the devil, living in sin, doing all those nasty things, enough to send Jesus to die for us. Now you can be saved, have eternal life. Amen? You don't have to perish. It's your choice. Look at verse 17. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. So here's the deal. If you have not repented, been born again, if you have not come to Jesus and believed in Him, you are already condemned, damned on your way to hell. You might say, Pastor, who are you to judge me? I'm not judging you. I'm just telling you what the judge said. If you had a lawyer that knew the judge before you went to court, wouldn't you want to know? The type of judge you were going to face? The type of case you needed to bring before that judge? I'm telling you right now, you will not make a case before him on judgment day and say, oh, well, I went to church, I was baptized, you know, my friends were Christians, etc. You know, I didn't murder anybody, so I guess I'm okay. No, Jesus is going to say, you stand condemned already. You were already damned to hell because you did not believe in me. Then the Bible says you went off and lived a life just like your father, the devil. He's going to tell you, you didn't learn that from me. Did you learn to tell lies from Jesus in church? Those of you that tell lies? Did you, did you see those type of pictures in this Bible or in this uh, service? The type of pictures that some of y'all put up on your MySpace? Do you hear your pastor and the leaders of this church talk like the music that you listen to? You didn't learn that from our father. You learned that from your father, the devil. And you need to be adopted. You need to let the Spirit of God come in you because when your body dies, He's going to adopt the sons and daughters that He he was born again. And the ones who have not been born again are not getting adopted. They're getting sentenced to hell forever. Look at it, verse 18. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Verse 19. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. So God is here. God's doing great things. But people don't want to listen. Why? Their deeds are evil. Now look at the next verse. Verse 20. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for the fear that his deeds will be exposed. People that were already here in church, that left the church, saw the new way it was, can't stand the light. Their deeds of evil are exposed. Some of you who, who don't repent today, you won't come back for a while. Because you know when you come in here, your evil deeds will be exposed. The Bible says those who do evil, they hate the light. They hate when we sing in tongues. They hate when we praise God. They hate when we start casting out devils and start praying for the sick and start seeing miracles. They hate to see God moving in His power, in His light, because they themselves have evil. And you've got to understand, this church is not for evil people. The church is for those who are children of God. Evil people come here to become children of God. So we're not going to accommodate the evil people. Are you listening to me? I'm not going to worry about three songs because I don't want the evil people to get bored. The evil people are not my priority. I'm not going to try to bribe the evil people to come to church anymore by offering them food and basketball and video games. Because evil people will just take it for granted anyway. Hello? 
Everybody here that's a spiritual son and daughter of God knows that we'll do anything for you. Anytime, let you spend the night. We have so many things that we do. You already know we've proven our love to you. But the greedy, the stingy, the evil, we're not going to put up with them anymore. Because they're evil. They're of the darkness. And they've made their choice. And they need to run from the light. And then the Bible says they need to be handed over to Satan. So they'll see what type of father he really is. Just like some of you were brought up. And you would say, I want to go move in with this other parent, you know. And your other, and your one parent would say, no, you don't want to do that. They're no good for you. And some of you fought to go over there. And finally you went over there and you found out why your mom had to leave the guy anyways. Because he was a bum. He wouldn't take care of you. Some of you know what I'm talking about. See, some people don't understand how bad the devil is. They need to go out there and run out, run on the corners with them a little bit longer. They need to spend a little more time with them. Because when they find out how bad he really is, and they see that Jesus Christ will adopt them and switch families and bring them in, then they'll get excited and really want to be saved. You see, we're looking for people who really want to get saved. I said we're looking for people who really want to live right, who want to go for God. So those that aren't, you need to. Look at verse 21. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light, so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. Now go back to First John. Like I told you, I said I'm going to make a habit for the next couple of weeks, first part of my message being for the lost. Those are all those here that you may be confused what's going on. Let me help you out. You're a child of the devil. You're living in sin. Jesus loves you. Don't run away from him. Run to him. Amen. Let the Spirit of God come in you and give you a new life. Then you will be a son and a daughter like the rest of us here. And then you're going to love praise and worship. You're going to love evangelism. You're going to love doing the things for God. Now, the rest of you who have already said, I love Jesus, I want to follow God, I want you to go to the verse now that's for you. Listen to it. First John chapter 3, verse 1. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Now, come on, somebody. Can I get a little amen? Come on, let me get a little amen. Amen. Listen to this, man. You know why? People in the world don't know what we're doing. You know why they don't understand, Evie? You want to know why they don't understand, Liz? It's because they don't understand Him. <laughs> I think it's pretty simple. Shika, boomba, I feel Jesus. I'm telling you the truth, man. I feel Jesus right now. The reason why the world don't know me and what I do on a Friday night is because they don't know Him. Think about why some of your friends don't know you anymore. Who are you? What happened to you, Anais? You used to be so-and-so. You used to do this. What happened? You know why they don't know you anymore? Because they don't know Jesus. Now here's the question. We already know He loves us. But do you love Him? Today, Christians, are you living for God? Are you ready to take this youth group to the next level? This youth group started with zero people about two and a half years ago. We are now over 80, 90 strong, and we just did a dip in purpose in our attendance because we want to build up the disciples. 
Now I'm going to tell you something. You can't stop this Elevate train. This thing is going. I'm telling you, you look at it right now, some of you are like, well, so-and-so's not here. They've always been here. Listen to me. We've lost so-and-so's before. We got four so-and-so's in their place. I'm so serious. Listen to me. Every summer, it's the same thing. I can name to you right now about 12 people. If the 12 people that Adolfo knew when he first came in, they were the ones singing in the front row. They were the ones wanting to live for God, but they're gone now. They wanted to go to college and do the freaky deaky. They wanted to pretend they didn't want to hang out with God, pretend they didn't know him in their senior year. I remember seeing one of the young ladies at the beach recently. I said to her, I was like, hey, man, how you doing with Jesus? She had a friend with her. Her friend laughed. <laughs> Jesus. And I just thought to myself, oh, man, you that backslidden? I just thought that to myself. I asked her in front of her friend, how you doing with Jesus? And her friend busts out laughing. Jesus. Like this girl hangs out with Jesus. Who are you and what are you talking about Jesus for? I just lapped her high five and I said, I love you, bless you. She's on that highway to hell. She can't get off until she comes back to Jesus. But listen to me, we got new people on the highway to heaven. Now those of you that are on the highway to heaven, don't fall back. Don't worry about the group itself. Don't say, well, what about so-and-so or what if this person don't come? Don't worry about them. Put your eyes on Jesus. Remember the great love the Father gave you personally. Remember the love He gave you when you came to this altar. Remember the love He gave you when you were in your house by yourself. And you were praying and talking to God. Remember that. And when people don't know you, and they don't know this youth group, just know it's because they don't know Him. Amen? Now let me help you out to help you continue to love Jesus. Back up now a little bit to chapter 2. Look at chapter 2 of 1 John. Look at 1 John chapter 2, verse 3. We know that we have come to know Him if we what? Go to church on Friday? Go to beach day? Come on, what does it say? We know that we have come to know Him if we what? If we do what? Obey His commands. The man who says, I know Him, but does not do what He commands is a... So the man who says he knows Jesus but puts little Wayne on his MySpace, he is a... Okay. The one who says they love Jesus but puts on their attitude, their mood, on their MySpace, horny, is a... Amen. The one who says they love Jesus but gets in fights at schools, cusses when they leave out the church, they are a... All right. Now we just learned something, didn't we? Jesus loves us, but do we love Jesus? How does Liz keep loving Jesus? How does Adam and Vanessa keep loving Jesus? you got to keep doing what he said. That's how we keep showing him we love him. If my mother said to me, Joe, wash, this, uh, wash the car. She used to have me wash her car all the time. She would say, Joe, wash the car. If she comes home two days later or a day later whatever, and the car's not done, she's going to say, how could you do that to me? Now, if I keep disobeying her, 
After a while, she's going to start getting angry with me. Some of you know this is called rebellion, disobedient to parents. Then eventually, the parent, my mother, is going to say to me, how can you say you love me and not do anything for me? Hello? How many have ever heard that? Be honest. Parents saying, how can you tell me that you love me? If you love me, you would do these things. God is saying the same thing. If you know me, if you love me, you're going to keep my commands. Let me show you where it says that specific word. Look at 1 John chapter 5. Go to chapter 5. And then we're going to pray for people, cast out devils, and heal the sick. Amen? Welcome to a new youth group. It is a Holy Ghost party even without the lights. Hallelujah. (laughs) Look at 1 John chapter 5. Look at the one. Verse, let's just start in verse 1. Look how simple this is. Just read the Bible, guys. All you got to do is pick up your Bible and read it. I, I know I'm pretty cute and I get paid to do this and I'm really smart, but I think you could figure it out by yourself at home too. How many think you could read the Bible and understand it? Okay, about five of you. What about the rest of you? Amen? Come on, look at it. Just tell me if you understand. I won't say anything. I'll just read it first and you tell me if you all get this. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. This is love for God, to obey his commands. And his commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Come on. <laughs> Come on. It's okay to smile in church, okay? How many understand that? Isn't that pretty simple? If you love God, you're going to keep His commands. You're going to treat other people with respect. His commands are not burdensome. That means they're not hard. It's really not hard to tell a lie if you start loving Jesus. Once you start to love Jesus, telling a lie actually becomes hard. It becomes the opposite. When you're a child of the devil, lying is easy. Lusting is easy. You know how hard it is for me now to lose my temper? The moment I get close to losing my temper, all these red lights start going off inside of me. I can hear God speaking to me. I can hear my wife speaking to me. It's hard for me to lose my temper. I'm telling you. It's hard to sin once you become a Christian. If you truly love God, you show me a Christian that has stopped keeping God's commands, I will show you a Christian that has stopped loving God. You see, the trick is, the secret rather, of being a Christian all your teenage years, being a Christian this whole summer, having a wonderful time, doing all the great things that we're going to announce to you in just a little bit, doing all of those great things. The secret is to always remember that God loves you. To always remember the love that He lavished on you. To always remember that He died for you and your sins. He paid the penalty so that you could be adopted into His kingdom. Never forget that, and you always will be grateful to Him. Then, out of your grateful heart, always love Him back. Always put Him first. Start to obey His commands. You read through the Bible, do not murder. Okay, I won't murder. The Bible says do not curse, do not curse. The Bible says do not give in to um, foolish, coarse joking. You know, don't go watch the love guru. Have more common sense than that. 
If it's perverted and it's gross, that's not God's commands. That's breaking His commands. See, use common sense. The Bible tells you, I don't have time to read you all the commands of the Bible, but the Bible says stay, from, stay away from unruly humor. It's unruly. It's gross. It's disgusting. It's not godly. That's okay to find something funny. Maybe Jim Carrey and Pet Detective, you know, old school. I don't know. There's always some new funny stuff coming out. But use your common sense. Keep God's commands. And you know what? You'll never have a problem loving Him. You'll never have a problem being with Jesus. Let's all stand to our feet. If you love the Lord, why don't you tell Jesus you love Him today? Come on. Come on. If you love Jesus, just tell Him right now. Jesus, we love you today. If you want Him to know that you love Him, you can tell Him with your words. And then you can begin to tell Him with your actions. Right now, all those that need to come and repent to God for their sins, you can come to the front to your knees and begin to repent right now. Who needs to be born again in this place? Come on.